welcome to the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast with Matthew Sardo. Take your sticky paws off me, you damn dirty ass. <laughs> Holy sh! They're actually monkeys fighting robots! You can follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots and on Instagram at monkeys fighting robots. Make sure to download and review our podcast from iTunes and Stitcher. And now, here's your host, Matt. Welcome to the 58th episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. I'm your host, Matthew Sardo. I'm also the co-founder of MonkeysFightingRobots.com. Are you prepared for today's podcasting experience? Because it's going to be amazing. You know, we're going we're gonna to go rescue a Martian on Mars. That's what we're going to do. 140 million miles away we're gonna go rescue Matt Damon what I plan to do no but I'm really excited about today's episode we can finally talk about Martian I've been holding that in I saw it about a week ago Billy Joe Armstrong's son is releasing a pop punk album and if anybody knows me I love my pop punk you know I like my punk but you add a little pop to it and uh, there you go and then Benders premieres tonight on IFC and you might be going hey Matt what is this Benders what are you talking about this is a new series about a group of guys who play rec-level ice hockey. This is entertaining to me because I play rec-level hockey, and I've yelled at refs and punched people in the face, and people have punched me in the face and yelled at me, and and my rec hockey career has just been full of shenanigans, cornucopia of shenanigans. And one of the funny things during my time in rec level. You never actually retire from rec level. You just keep playing until your body falls apart. But when my wife and I were dating, she went to a few of my games and she was cheering. She's like, yeah, I beat him up, punch him in the face, hit him in the boards, do all that stuff, do all the evil stuff, kick him when he's down. She's evil. She's an evil person. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm like, this is the person that I'm going to marry. This is going to be amazing. She, she has no problem with me being a psychopath on the hockey rink. And I'm not. I'm all, I just protect my friends. You hit my friend, they hit you back. Just, I mean, just, uh, things happen. But, you know, there's other people that are crazy to me out there, probably. I think so. But then we get married, and I play my first game, and I was like, I came home, and I was like, Margo, I was like, this guy got in my face, and I punched him. And she's like, whoa, what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing? You can't punch people anymore. What are you, what are you, what is that? You, no, I, I completely yelled at him. And I was like, what are you? What are you talking about? Like, last week, you went and saw me hockey. You're like, yeah, kill him, punch him, stab him. I don't really stab people. But she's like, no, 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 That That all changed once we got married. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, now that we're married, if you punch somebody in the face, they can sue both of us. And I don't want anybody taking my money. And I was like, oh. But what was all that shit? She's like, well, that was when you, you know, you could only get sued. But now, now that I can get sued, none of that's going to happen anymore. And so on that day, I had to grow up a little bit because I have a wife. Enough about me yelling at refs and punching people in the face or punching refs in the face or yelling at people. We have two of the main actors from Benders here today to talk with us, Andrew Schultz and Chris DeStefano. Andrew and Chris, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you, your new show, Benders, premieres tonight on IFC. This is a show about men's hockey leagues. Are you guys hockey fans and or play? Um, I, I didn't, this is Andrew, I didn't play at all growing up. I wasn't a hockey fan at all. I, I lied at the uh, audition, as Chris did. Yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, I mean, we had zero skill. It was actually really funny when uh, we we both just said, "Oh yeah, we're huge." Oh, our, my girlfriend's from Canada. It was, we said whatever we got, and then we got on the ice, and we just looked like baby deer. It was pathetic. <laughs> yeah, we. I, this is Chris. Um, to Stefano, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't a very good um, hockey player at all. Um, that I grew where I grew up in Brooklyn, like there was no real ice rinks. So nobody in my neighborhood really played hockey. Andrew's a very good skater because he dated a girl from Canada. Um, <laughs> he was an excellent skater. I was not a good skater, like, at all. Um, like, I actually did better skating. Uh, there was one where I had the skates on, like, the wrong foot, and I, was, I felt like I did better doing you know it that what? way. Um, but, you know, as far as watching hockey, like, yeah, I'm a New York Rangers fan. You know, I um, – I went to, we, we went to the game uh, last night, the preseason game against the Bruins. Um, and, you know, I, uh, I, I, I think hockey is one of those sports that it's, it's in the United States it's coming up, you know, you know really uh, it's, it's, it's a lot more popular now than it was a few years ago. What was your first impressions reading the script and hearing about the concept? Um, man, I, you know... I just thought the script was hilarious. I didn't really look at it in terms of a, as a hockey show. I just remember reading the script and be like, yo, this is funny. Like, they're cursing. They're saying words that I don't hear on TV, but I say in real life. And I'm like, oh, this is funny. It's a bunch of guys. It's like a guy comedy. It was, uh, you know, the way I, it was kind of like, it reminded me, like, if, uh, if uh, like of Entourage if they never made it. Like, if Vince just never had success and they just continued working at the pizza shop and they stayed in Queens. And I was like, oh, this is great. So I was excited just to see a kind of New York-based show with a bunch of just guys being guys. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, um, Entourage, if they just stayed home, is a great way to, um, you know, describe the show. I, I, my agent called me. And was like, listen, I, I, there's this part in this new show coming out. It's like your part that I want you to audition for. It's like, you know, this, it's this, this kind of like big Italian idiot that lives at home with his mom and is just like really stupid. And I think you'd be perfect for it. And I was like, well, thanks. That hurts my feelings, but I appreciate that. Because <laughs> he just like, you know, he might, it's like so weird. Like my agent kept saying, like, what a dummy. My character was just like, I get that you think that I'm that person, but can I. This is painful, but I'd like, yeah, but when I got the part, um, I realized, like, oh, wow, this is, you know, because my character said some pretty dumb stuff. I was like, this is pretty easy. This is pretty easy for me. Maybe I'm not, maybe I am dumb, but it's, it's uh, you know, it's, I think, I think no matter what part, you know, of the country you're from, whether you're a hockey fan or not, I think you'll like the show because, you know, it's about so much more than hockey, but hockey is the grounding thing that, you know, we all, all the main characters have in common, but, you know, there's, we do so much other stuff. So every group of friends has that thing that is more important than anything else in life. To us, it's hockey, but, you know, some people it's gambling, some it's hookers. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Full you know what it's like in Tampa. <laughs> I see you at the strip clubs, buddy. We do have we do we we are the capital of the strip club mecca. So there's the most per capita in Tampa. That's the one thing we're proud of. That and lightning strike. So you know. wait a minute, I just made that up. Seriously? <laughs> no, I I knew that I knew that Tampa had they had the most strip clubs. I was actually just in Tampa Chris, two weeks why ago. Why and you say that when you know Jasmine's right here? I know, I know. But I thought <laughs> I thought when I was coming to the airport, I thought that Bush Gardens was one of the strip clubs, but it's not. <laughs> it's an amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> full, full disclosure, I am in a men's hockey league, and when the first trailer hit, the, my internet feed, like on Facebook, just blew up with all my friends. And my question is, are we that stereotypical? 
to whom? Nobody knows that this exists. Like, that's what I was so surprised about is once we started doing it, all these extras came. Like, every extra that played in, in, the, in the show, Chris's, the owner of Chris's management company played as an extra just because he's like, oh, yeah, I'm in a hockey league. I play. This is my thing. <laughs> so it's this niche. It's like Fight Club adult right. hockey. Like, right. apparently everybody's out here doing it, getting bloody noses, but nobody knows and nobody's asking questions. So, to yeah. me, I was surprised. I had no clue. Yeah. No, I think, I think hockey, I think especially going around, you know, like, like yesterday when we were at the Rangers game, like, a lot of people, like, when they showed that clip, they showed the clip um, of the show up on the Jumbo Train, and people were, you know, excited. They were, they were saying, like, hey, hockey, you know, because there's no hockey shows. I mean, you know, and, I mean, there's been iconic movies, you know, like, Slapshot and Mighty Ducks, which is my favorite movie of all time. Um, but as far as a hockey TV show that people can come back and watch every week, I don't, I don't think there's been one, or there hasn't been one in a long time, at least. So I think that this is something that you know people, uh, you know, especially if they're diehard hockey fans, like you know, will watch and you know, hopefully, hopefully they like and give it a shot. What are the elements that make up a good sitcom? Um, I uh, strip clubs definitely. That's yeah. my, that's most important thing. Yeah, Bush Gardens. Um, I, Gardens is great. What a great niche strip club, <laughs> dude! I seriously don't know why. Like in Tampa, they don't have. I understand that Bush Gardens is, is an amusement park, but why not have Bush Gardens the strip club, like the adult themed Bush Gardens? And I think that would make a killing. Do you guys? Do you three of us? Do you guys want to go into business with this right I now? We need to do it. We just need to find something that can take the pubic hair off those poles. I I don't know. You'd have to figure out how to respell Bush Gardens. Well, oh, yeah, true. D-U-S-C-H, done. <laughs> yeah, it's like a play on words, no? All right. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it would be good. I mean, I thought it would be good. But as far as what the elements of a sitcom, I mean, you know, I think you got to just have, you know, the, the funny cast, you got to have, a, you know, a problem that arises every episode and, you know, try to get to a funny solution. Um, you know, likable characters. So I think that we, I think, I know that we, this show has, you know, all that. I, I you know, I, uh, I, I think, especially, especially if you, you know, like you're a guy who likes sports. I think that you know this is the show. This is it's just it's it's a great show. There's no other shows like it. In my last thirty seconds, how is Jim Brewer's guest appearance? Oh, dude, Jim Brewer's a man. There, there, nobody's a better storyteller than Jim Brewer. I've, have you had him on your show? Yes. Okay, so you already know. It's just besides him being an awesome actor on the show, just behind the scenes, he's just he he will act out a story and act out each member in the story from like his SNL days. It's just an unreal experience. I didn't tell a story for like a week afterwards because I felt I just felt embarrassed. I wouldn't live up to it. Yeah, Jim Brewer is a man. I love that guy. It was a pleasure, honor to work with him. I when I said just said hello to him before the show, just to tell him like that I was a fan, and he talked to me for like forty five minutes. So he's one of those comics that never forgot where he came from, and and is really good to the newer guys. Andrew and Chris, thank you for your time, and best of luck with the new show. All right, thank you. That was Andrew Schultz and Chris Stefano, and their show Benders will be on IFC tonight.
That song made me so happy today. You were crazy, crazy day dealing with gigabytes and megabytes and servers and crazy things that that get in the way of all the fun stuff that we do on Monkey Sweating Robots. But I stumbled across this story that Billy Joe Armstrong, the front man of Green Day, has a 16-year-old son. And his son's name is Jacob Armstrong Danger. He goes by Jacob Danger. And he plans to release a pop punk album. He signed with Burger Records. And according to NME, he will release his debut EP on a cassette tape. Cassette tape. I'm looking at my cassette tape from Guardians of the Galaxy right now. I love me some pop punk. And I love me some Green Day. And there's nothing more special than that second generation of rock stars. You, you, you've been you've been raised by Green Day or, or not raised by Green Day or the absence of Green Day. And then, you know, you're like, hey, I'm just going to play music, music all the time. And I'm going to have the best instruments, like the best teachers or whatever I want to do. And, and then you're talented and then you get to come with that. And I, I mean, I'm, the, 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 the four songs that we have on the website, actually, I think we have five songs on the website. They're all kind of rough and they're kind of, you know, basic and what they're doing, but there there's a certain element to them that is perfect and and totally makes the music, makes the sound, it makes everything that I love in my little pop punk world happy and and I'm just super excited about this. I can I can't I I just, I just have to tell everybody about it. I sent my little brother a text message. I was like, "Hey, check this out." You know, I sent my other friend Dan, who's the record maniac. I sent him a text message. I was like, "Hey, check this out." Nobody got back to me because, you know, I mean, it's pop punk. And then I, it's it's a little, you know, it, it definitely sounds like Blink-182. I love Blink-182. I, I want I want to see if he's angry. I mean, that's that's my thing is, that, you know, what, what's really cool is about Green Day and, and Blink-182 is there was some angst going on in there. And I don't know how much angst, uh, you know, Jacob Danger has. I mean, because his dad's Green Day. So you've been basically gift wrapped everything. So hopefully there's some inner angst. But I mean, you're a 16-year-old kid. There's... Emotions going everywhere. You get to be angry about the stupidest shit ever. So just as long as he's a great wordsmith, I mean, this could be amazing stuff. And there are some some good lyrics in there. And 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 just ah, oh, just it sounded so good. And and it was great to see all the good feedback coming back. You know, it's usually you go to YouTube or you go to these different message forums. It's just like anger, like, yeah, a lot of anger going on there. But no, this was the opposite. People are like, wow, there's there's a there's a tone here. We feel it. We hear something. We're super excited about it. I'm super excited about it. Go to monkeysfightingrobots.com. We have his five songs on the website right now. Or you go to his sound, SoundCloud page. I recommend going there and not go to his, not go to his uh, YouTube page. Jacob Danger is his name. Uh, Burger Records is the is the record shop out in California that's going to be producing his album. I can't wait for it to come out. And it's what we got: one, two, three, four, five, five. We got five songs. I think two of them, three of them are really polished, and two of them I think are just him messing around. But just enjoyable stuff. And, and the cool thing about SoundCloud is you just press the button and you just listen to them all. You know, you don't have to float around. And then they kind of, and I listened to all five of them. And then I was lost on SoundCloud for the next like two hours because it just kept playing songs that were sounding like him. And I have no clue who I listened to, but it was amazing. And I had a fun ride. So I recommend just going to SoundCloud or Monkey Spider Robots, press play, listen to them all and enjoy it. I guarantee you that at some point, everything's going to go south on you. Ready? 
and you're gonna say, this is it. This is how I end. Commander, Mark is dead. We have to go, yeah. Now you can either accept that, or you can get to work. This will come as quite a shock to my crewmates. And to NASA. And to the entire world. But I'm still alive. Surprise. Here's the rub. It's gonna be four years for another mission to reach me. And I'm gonna have designed the last 31 days. So I gotta make water and grow food on a planet where nothing grows. But if I can't figure out a way to make contact with NASA, then none of this matters anyway. We've got an incoming message. Mein Gott. <laughs> Mark Watney's still alive. Woo! In your face, Neil Armstrong. There must be some kind of way out of here. Okay, so let's do the math. I have enough food to last for 50 days. He's going to starve to death long before we can help. So, I'm gonna have to science the shit out of this. He's 50 million miles away from home. He's totally alone. What the hell is he thinking right now? I am the greatest botanist on this planet. I know how to save Mark Watney. But we need the Hermes crew. We either have a high chance of killing one or a low chance of killing six. I'm not risking their lives. It's bigger than one person. No. It's not. NASA rejected the mission. So if we do this? We're talking mutiny. If anything goes wrong, we die. Do you realize how crazy this is? We had no other option. No matter what happens, tell the world, tell my family, that I never stop fighting to make it home. I've been itching to talk with you about Martian since I saw it last week because for me, this was a perfect film. I like sci-fi and I like science and I like, you know, I can handle the the storytelling where it's just a person like Castaway for me with Tom Hanks. I, I enjoyed that. And it's just him talking to a volleyball for two hours and there's a story develops and everything goes from there. Martian is pseudo like this where Matt Damon is stuck on Mars and he has to figure out how to save himself. There's a little bit more communication going on there. The cast with this thing is just amazing and stellar. I, I just can't say enough about everybody that was on the film and worked on the film. Ridley Scott did amazing. Amazing is the word that I'm going to use, you know, and, and perfect. Those are, those are the two words because for me, it was a perfect story. Matt Damon, amazing job. Jessica Chastain, Awesome. Kristen Wiig. I, that was, that was the, if there was anything that was like, ah, Kristen Wiig's there. I wanted her to be funny and it's not a funny movie. So that was, the, it was me. Jeff Daniels, always amazing. Michael Pena, what a breakout season he's having with Ant-Man and now the Martian. So good. Sean Bean is in this. Oh, so, you know, that guy, he knows how to just bring the heavy. Chiwetel Ejiofor, another, you know, it's this guy's a scientist. And he's like, listen, this is what we're going to do. Donald Glover comes in this. Oh, I I was so excited. And, and the comedy that's in this, 
is solid. It, it's heavy. They're solid. You know, you, you don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to, how are they going to rescue him? And now, of course, there's tons of bureaucratic bullshit. And, and again, I, I shouldn't be too surprised by this. I mean, because it's it, Drew Goddard, the guy who worked on Daredevil. You know, this guy worked on Lost. He worked on Alias. He's got, this guy has done everything, you know, everything that we've enjoyed. Cabin in the Woods. He did some Buffy the Vampire. Lost. I'm just going with Cloverfield. Alias. Angel. More Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I mean, like, this guy has, he, this guy is our nerd, you know, he's our nerd pantheon. We're going to have to come up with that one. It's like, what is, what is, who is on the Mount Rushmore of our nerddom? I mean, because he does a lot of stuff. I mean, like, Stan, does Stan Lee go on there? I mean, like, and then what era do you put it on? But, again, you know, Ridley Scott. I mean, that's the guy who directed the film. Blade Runner. We've got tons of good stuff going on there. I just can't believe how perfect the film was. And that's what I, what I want you to do is I just want you to go enjoy the film. Just go there. See it on a big screen. You don't have to see this in 3D if you don't need to, but you definitely need to go see it in an IMAX theater. So if the only way you're going to see it is in 3D at the IMAX, then I would go see it. But if your options are non-IMAX 3D, go see that. That's how I'd recommend it. it IMAX, the 3D just darkens the film. Oh, the cinematography was so amazing in this. It just, oh, it was just, there's so many good things about this film that just, just made me enjoy it, want to see it again. Music is done well. I when you pick the right music to go with things, it just it takes a film to a whole nother level. It's, there's so many different things about this film. We uh, Dewey Singleton, uh, one of our movie reviewers, he has his review up right now. He really enjoyed the film. I know that we you know left a the theater and we were just sitting there and just really enjoyed it. We just sat there with a moment. We're like, ah, this was perfect. And we might be talking about these people come. Oscar time, you know, it, it, there's a lot of stuff that can come from there. It's gravity was up there for a lot of nominations for Oscars and a lot of Oscar. No, where this for me is a, is a way better <laughs> gravity. The cast is phenomenal in this. It's, it's more expansive. And yes, you have Matt Damon on his own and he needs to survive. And it's about that. But the, the supporting actors Sebastian Stan was in this. He got a little uh, Winter Soldier action going on there. But no, the supporting cast in this film is amazing. And that's where I think it's better than Gravity. The uh, The supporting cast in Gravity was not really good. There, was, there wasn't any. There was just George Clooney and Sandra Bullock in the film. I mean, you got Michigan Joel Ed Harris. But yeah, there's, there, there wasn't a lot of people in it. This has a more of expansive cast and... and the things they did with music and the visuals and ah, just there was just more you could do. And, and then there's things that you touched on with science and it, the, the the ending to it. There was, you know, Ridley Scott gave you the moral to the story and where you just, just got to keep on fighting and you, you come up with solutions and you come up with that next solution and then you, then you get out of your problem. And it was just, this is a very thoughtful, complete film. Go out, see it and enjoy it. Hey, Matt, we survived another episode. Oh, no! Once again, there are several ways to continue the conversation after the show. Follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots. You can look at all our silly photos on Instagram at monkeys fighting robots. You can follow me on Twitter at Matthew Sardo. 
The biggest compliment we receive is when the subscriber number goes up on SoundCloud. Also, if you have a chance, rate our show on iTunes. If you have an Android device, listen to our show on Stitcher. There's also this great app called TuneIn. Listen to every radio station in the world, plus the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast. Okay, Lunchbox, let's try this again. There are so many people that made the 58th episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots a success. Special thanks to Andrew Schultz and Chris DeStefano for calling the Monkeys Fighting Robots hotline. Jeff Shade is the creator of our amazing intros and outros. Jessica Wynn designed our Monkeys Fighting Robots logo. Are you a monkey or are you a robot? The staff at Visual Realm built our website and keeps us up and running. To all my friends, family, and the interweb, thank you very much for joining us for this episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. It's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Up to 70% off. That's right. At Court Furniture Clearance Center. Get up to 70% off new retail prices and choose from a wide variety of previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. Sofas from $199.99. Bedroom sets from $399.99. Dining sets from $299.99 and more. All items are court certified, guaranteed, and in stock, ready for delivery or to take home today. Make the smart choice and visit one of our five locations in the DMV or go online at Court clearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off.